just sit right there. I'll tell you how I became the prince of a town called Bel Air. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 200 of What a Beautiful Podcast. I'm your host, Jack. And it's me, your other host, Andy. Welcome yeah. back to What a Beautiful Podcast, a show on the internet about comic books. I'm tired, Jack. <laughs> Are you tired, Andy? Because I feel like I'm getting my second wind. I'm, 200, the second I'm tired. And You're ti- sleepy? You're a tired man? Uh, I guess sleepy isn't the right word for it. More like ex- existentially exhausted, I think, is a better way of putting it. World weary? <laughs> World weary from <laughs> having over 200 hours of us talking about comic books recorded <laughs> online. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it that way, yeah, you're sure to get exhausted, but like... Think about how many more episodes we have to go to talk about JoJo. Oh, Doesn't God. that excite you? <laughs> Come on. Don't you just I, like... I'm going to be honest with you, Jack. I don't like JoJo anymore. I'm oh over it. And Dragon Ball. I hate Goku now. <gasps> I hate Goku. I hate Johnny Joestar. I hate Gyro Zeppeli. I hate all of them. I'm tired of seeing them. I'm, I'm done, Jack. And I don't really care how you feel, but... The way I see it, there's only one way this show moves forward without me just dropping out. How? Are you, do you want to know? Do you want to know? Do you want to keep this show going? Like, are you invested? In, are like, you invested in doing it? Yeah, like I want to talk to my friend every week. I like doing the silly voices. I want to. I want to talk about the, the talk about the stuff. All right. Well, uh, we've talked about this before, and it's kind of just been in the back of my mind of like. This, you know what? I'm ready to shift gears on this, and when we do, we're going to do this. So, oh no! It, you, now, like now, right? Episode two hundred. Yep, where everybody else would expect us to do something celebrating whatever nonsense this is, but instead, I think we should just totally shift gears and do something completely okay. different. And I think Jack knows what I want to do. So, Jack, why don't you tell? me and everybody else what you think it is i want to do all right well i think that andy wants to pivot hard so hard they're doing a 180 like not even still in comics anymore i think he wants us to go to the world of taped television and i think we're going into the lovely adventures not of jojo but of will smith in Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. That's it! Let's fucking go! <laughs> this is a Fresh Prince of Bel-Air podcast now. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Anyone and... else who wants to listen to JoJo, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm not joking. This is a Fresh Prince of Bel-Air podcast yeah, now. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to keep the name for uh, brand recognition. Uh, SEO. Yeah, SEO, because our SEO is very strong. And oh, it's I super don't... high. We were on that list of uh, top 30 Monka podcasts, and I think we were at least, like, 14. <laughs> All right. I feel so much better now. So, yeah, this you is... Getting your this third is, wind? Okay. Yeah, this is What a Beautiful Podcast, a show on the internet about the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. How are you, Jack? Oh, I'm doing great. And, like, <laughs> we, we've taken a break now, and we've talked about what we wanted to do on this episode, and we both agreed that the, the inaugural... Uh, what a beautiful podcast reboot has to talk about w- only one episode of Fresh Prince of Bel Air that's on our minds. Andy, what is that episode? Season, Tell the people what they want. Season six, episode eight. Viva oh. Lost Wages. Yes. <laughs> one of the yes. finest. One of the finest examples of this historically significant and beloved uh, American sitcom. The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, and I want to talk about it. I know Jack wants to talk about it, but before we get into it, mm-hmm. let's for anybody out there that doesn't know what The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is, oh, yeah, let's, let's, give let's some, talk uh, about it a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah. Jack, when did The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air come out? <laughs> you, had, uh, you, had to add, you had to give me a hard one, like, <laughs> right off the bat. You had to give your friend. Well... Andy, it originally aired on NBC from September 10th, 1990 to May 20th, 1996. But me as a child 
Uh, I watched it every morning before probably like middle school at that point, like yeah. six in the morning on like Nick at night or whatever that was called. And like just ate it up. I love oh, yeah. seeing Will Smith. I love I seeing always... his family. It's great. <laughs> I always caught it, like, around bedtime on Nick at Night. They would air a couple yeah. episodes. But, like, you know what the, the special thing about the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is the fact that it mostly still holds up? Like, yeah, a lot like, of sitcoms from that era are horrible. Like, they oh, are some of the, like... dog shit. Like, some of the highest level cringe you could possibly watch. But Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was so ahead of its time... That it was funny then, and it's mostly still funny now. Like, there's some things that don't hold up so super well. Of course, yeah. But, like, that was of the format. Time. It was the format. There's nothing you can do about it. And the laugh track gets annoying. But, again, that's the mm. format. Nothing you can do about it. But all of these characters are great. And a lot of the writing is really good and, like, genuinely hysterical. So, like, this yeah, is one of my favorite TV shows. Written. Yeah, and I've like it's always stuck with me my whole life. I watched it when I was very young, and it just stuck with me. And they recently put the entire series on HBO Max, which has been mm-hmm. help. I've, I've just been cruise. I've been watching that You've shit like a couple episodes every day. It's just it's uh it's nice. It's Do a you have nice a favorite thing. Season so far in your rewatch. I think either season two or three. Both are really good. And are kind of, I think, like the the pinnacle of Fresh Prince, but like in the what what's the word I'm looking for? In the latter three seasons, three through mm-hmm. uh, four through six, there's yeah. still some like real choice episodes, and that's one oh. of the ones we're going to talk about. Not my all time yeah. favorite episode of Fresh Prince, but it's it's one of them. It's really good, and actually, Jack uh, Jack picked this out. <laughs> Just well, totally fucked the bit. Jack, Jack picked this episode, and I want to give him props for uh, picking a good episode to go over. Well, you see, the thing about that is when we decided to do the pivot, um, I knew that we couldn't we couldn't do justice to a very special episode, um, of which Fresh Prince has a few um, that legitimately hit hard, and I think still hit hard. I think. Oh you can yeah, speak to that. Like, oh yeah, some of the, some of the episodes of Fresh Prince get real heavy, and that's I don't want to touch that with ten foot pole. Nope. So we are gonna do one of the stupidest episodes. Of oh, Fresh one Prince of the Miller. silliest, like fluffiest <laughs> episodes that does not matter in the least. And, and like, that's yeah, and that's the good thing about this show is that you get both, and the quote unquote very special episodes most of the time don't really feel cringy, like a lot of like genuine shit, like, especially coming from Will Smith who spends. Uh, 95% of his screen time in this show just absolutely mugging the entire oh, time. Out of his mind, right? Like, he's, like, he's just going ape shit like, constantly. <laughs> has anyone had as much fun on set as Will Smith has on this show? Because, like, every, like, every single second he's on screen, he's doing a funny face, he's doing, like, exaggerated movements. Like, he's just having a great time. Yeah, and you know what? When you think about, like, a lot of people talk about having talent. <coughs> Sorry. A lot of people talk about having talent, and it always feels like this, like, totally nebulous thing. Like, the fuck is talent, quote-unquote? Mm-hmm. But then you look at Will Smith, like, in one of his earliest roles, just mm-hmm. absolutely being a fucking crazy person, and it's great 100% of the time. Like, that's that's talent. There's a reason he like skyrocketed in the late 90s early 2000s like one of the biggest movie stars out there like he's just he's just that good yeah i would love to see uh will smith now like do a comedic role again just there's been a long time i think the last time i saw him in a in a comedic role do you remember do you remember hancock was that funny was hancock funny most it was it was like ha- it was like a, a dramedy, I'd say. Okay, that's the one yeah. where he's a superhero, right? Yeah, but he's like a lazy drunk superhero. <laughs> Cause like obviously I'm a ride or die Men in Black fan, so like yeah, I immediately go to that, and he's still like very funny in those movies. Uh huh. Um, but but that because like at... those movies, he's still basically like Fresh Prince Will Smith, just a oh, little yeah. uh, gussied up a little bit. He's still mostly in that same headspace as mm-hmm. he was when he was filming the show. But I mean, everybody Men in knows Black One was like yeah. a year after he finished Fresh Prince. 
So Everybody knows Will Smith is great. Uh, let, let's talk about some of the other characters real quick. So, yeah, uh, greatest TV dad of all time, James Avery, uh, oh Uncle Phil. God. Yeah, Rip, Rip James Oof. Avery. He was a real one. He was also a voice actor. He did Shredder in the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon. No way. Yeah. I didn't that. And when you hear this, there's some episodes where he just gets where Uncle Phil gets real mad and you can kind of hear his shredder voice come out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> the times where he wants to strangle Will. Yeah. <laughs> Cause that's like the best thing about Uncle Phil is that like this show obviously is like very much like a heightened reality. Like this is not real, but like the way Uncle Phil is as a father and the way he interacts with the kids is like mm-hmm. honestly like shockingly realistic compared to something like like fucking Danny Tanner. Nobody acts like that with their kids. <laughs> Nobody's no. like, like, oh, it's okay. You can do no wrong. Blah 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 blah. Nah, man. Mm-mm. Uncle Phil doesn't take shit. Like he he is protective of his kids, but he is also also not afraid to like reprimand them. But he's never like, cruel. That's no, the thing. He's never. He's never, mean. He's never cruel. If anything, he's just uh, he wants to just get one over on Will most of the yeah. time, and yeah. it's it's great. And you see those relationships build really well between, but specifically between Uncle Phil and Will, and Will and Carlton. Those there's all so much character growth over the course of the show. Even though there's no real storyline going through, it, you notice the characters develop over each episode. Like it doesn't just. Here's an episode, and then back to the status quo episode, back to the status quo kind of thing. There is no, actual no, character development growing. into it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is which is great. And then uh, let's talk about Aunt Viv, which is a weird situation. You mean Ants Vivs? Ants Vivs. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So here's the situation. So season four, they got a mm. new actress to play Aunt Viv. And I think there was some, it was because of some drama behind the scenes. Like the lady yeah, that was, I was, the lady, the lady that. was playing Aunt Viv, like didn't get along with the cast, didn't get along with the producers, just wasn't going well. So mm-hmm. I don't know if they dropped her or she dropped them, but either way, she was out of the show and they got this new lady to play Aunt Viv and man, it was a downgrade. <laughs> yeah. The first lady whose name is Janet Hubert Witten um, had like personality and like she was also like a broadway dancer and that came up in a couple episodes and she like had force of will um uh the second lady daphne maxwell reed did uh, like fine like fine sitcom mom but something was lost there yeah for sure for sure yeah she doesn't really feel the second aunt viv never really felt like much of a character in comparison uh, she kind of lost a lot of her personality and she never really fit in as well with the rest of the actors that returned throughout all the seasons, like, uh, mm-hmm. all of, uh, their family that would come over and she would always feel like the odd one out in that group. And maybe that's just biased because I got used to the original actor that played her, but I don't know, something felt off and it never, it never really got resolved. <laughs> yeah. And like- there's... There was a great bit on season four, episode one with Jazz, who who we'll get to, where oh, I love Jazz. Jazz comes in and it's like this show also has a lot of like really classic fourth wall breaks. Mm. And this was one of them where he comes in and he sees the new Aunt Viv and he like loses his shit. He's like, <laughs> What happened? And then in season five, he comes back and he notices that the the baby they have like got like four years older in between the seasons and yeah Yeah. he's like what the fuck happened and he's like who's playing the mom this season (laughs) (laughs) the fact that dj jazzy jeff was a recurring character on this show like (laughs) 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 yeah but we'll get we'll get to jazz soon and so then there's the kids uh uncle phil and aunt viv's kids so there's carlton Mm -hmm. how would you describe carlton jack uh carlton is an unbridled force of positivity and a huge <laughs> dork. <laughs> like, he is just immensely, um, like, he's not stupid or naive. He's a little naive, but he comes into his own, like, throughout the, the whole show. Like, Will rubs off on him, he rubs off on Will. Like, he gets more uh, savvy 
but he's like it's a really fun character carlton i love him right yeah i know he's he's great like kills it yeah absolutely great and he plays off will super well and one thing i like is that carlton's character development is less about him not being a dork anymore because he never really changes his personality which is good Mm. his character Mm. development is more about maturing and uh accepting different like accepting other worldviews and being a more mature person in general but less like he never stops being who he is which i think is nice none of the characters really stop being who they are except you know aunt viv but that's (laughs) literally stop being (laughs) literally stop being who they are um, All right, Hillary so you got Ashley. Yeah, uh, not Hillary is Hillary is a really funny character, but doesn't have a whole lot to do most times. Yeah, she's usually got like a B plot in the episodes, and it's usually mm-hmm. something with her like trying to get a job, and then she becomes like a weather girl, and then she becomes a talk show, and like she doesn't really change too much, uh, the, the, but still fun. She's still the, fun. Yeah, and the and. Uh, the woman that plays her, which I don't know her name. Do Karen you have Parsons. Karen Parsons. She sells the shit out of it. So yeah. <laughs> good on her. The the one thing, the one bit about Hillary that I thought was the funniest. I think there was like when she's the weather girl, she was like in Playboy and Uncle Phil was so worried about it that he went off and became a monk. <laughs> and like the end of the episode, like the Playboy is delivered to like this. Uh, the monastery. monastery. No, Will shows up with the Playboy <laughs> yeah. in the and uncle phil opens it and she's like tastefully covered by clouds and he's just like it's tasteful it's tasteful (laughs) like they went the distance for that one there's another thing with hillary is one of my favorite bits in the whole show actually Mm -hmm. is with her it's when she's she's dating the news anchor Mm -hmm. and they're gonna get married and the news anchor guy is gonna propose to her by bungee jumping so the whole family right. gathers around the TV. No, no. And, and the guy does the bungee jump, and halfway through asking her to marry him, you just hear him splat on the ground. <laughs> and then the scene cuts, and they're coming back from the funeral. <laughs> I forgot that. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, yeah. Like, basically, anything that Hillary is involved in is usually like comedic b plot and it's fine yeah ashley kind of rounds out the rounds out the family (laughs) yeah she probably gets the most character development out of all the characters well because you watch her grow up over the course of the show so that makes sense she starts out very young and by the end she's like late teens so you Mm -hmm. see a lot a lot of growth with her and she gets a lot of good stories she's not usually the funniest of the cast but she gets a lot of the a lot of the best kind of I don't want to say serious, but, like, actually trying to write a plot about her growing yeah. up. She gets a lot of that. Her and Will have, like, a good working relationship, right? Like, they... Yeah. From they from episode one, they get along super yeah. well. And, and there's a lot of stuff that happened to them, like... Uh, when Ashley got like a sing- like a music a music deal and Will was right. her manager. <laughs> and it didn't that turn out to be, like, fake? Or was no, that it the- was... It was real. It It just went horribly wrong. (laughs) Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it just it just went horribly wrong. But yeah, I really wish I had more to say about Ashley without just start going into all the little bits of her character development. Would be here all day. Not a whole Mm -hmm. lot of broad strokes to say about her, other than again, very well cast. Woman that played her uh, did a great job. I mean, I don't think there's anybody on this cast that did a bad job. So that's gonna no. Everyone like owned this and. Uh, speaking of which, uh, Jeffrey Butler. Yeah, I was gonna say, we have to talk about Jeffrey Butler now. Arguably the best character on the whole show. (laughs) Yeah, uh, the foil for every single character. Like, he, this guy was classically trained, like, Shakespearean actor. Yeah, dude, he was on Doctor Who in the 80s. (laughs) Oh, was he? Joseph Marcel? Yeah, he had a, he had a, he had a bit part in, um, what was the, what was the Sylvester McCoy Daleks, Dalek, Serial. Uh, Remembrance of the Daleks. Remembrance of the Daleks. Yeah, he had a bit part in that where he played a he played a fucking bartender, which I remember losing my mind when I saw that for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "Wait, that's Jeffrey Butler." You know that you know that meme going around of uh, Leo DiCaprio like on the chair pointing at the TV. That that was me. It's like it's Jeffrey. <laughs> it's Jeffrey. 
<laughs> it's Jeffrey. Uh, every yeah, every scene he's in, he's usually like being snarky or like getting the last word in for one of the uh, family members that take themselves too seriously, or he's like he, he's just. Yeah, like everything there. he says is hysterical. Like everything yeah, he says every, is funny, like, and it's not just a bad line. And it's like another bit in and of itself that he just says all these really mean things to everybody, mm-hmm. and nobody really says anything about it except Will sometimes. <laughs> no, because he's the butler. Yeah, which <laughs> is it's just yeah. He, he gets some character development, but he mostly plays a very specific role in the kind of group dynamic, and he does it, and it never gets old. Like, no. you think that, like, literally, he's literally basically, like, a one-note character. Like, he just goofs on everybody. But he does actually have, like, a nice relationship with the other characters, and it, it grows over time, and he never stops being good. So, Jeffrey might be the MVP of the whole show. Well... Then we have recurring characters, and we're just going to talk about the one, because... Yeah. DJ Jazzy Jeff. (laughs) For those of you that don't know, when Will Smith was a rapper, he had a sidekick who did the beats for him. And that was this man known as DJ Jazzy Jeff. (laughs) Known as. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. Jazz has done... Has been working since 1991. (laughs) Oh, oh yeah, God. I'm sure he's still in the biz, yeah. Yeah, 2020 he released a thing. God. But, uh, yeah, so Jazz, what do we... What do you say about Jazz? I mean, I guess you could start with the the classic um, bit of Uncle Phil throwing... Literally throwing him out of the door. Yeah, <laughs> was that different every time, or was that stock footage? Cause I Some of it like... was stock... Well, they had, like, a few different ones. And there was the okay. one time that Jazz told Uncle Phil that he that too bad, you can't throw me out because I'm already outside, and he throws <laughs> him inside. <laughs> And, That's like, they clever. would actually showed uh, James Avery lifting Jazz over his back on multiple <laughs> occasions. <laughs> yeah, like, he was Will's friend, like, who was just also out of his mind. And who mm-hmm. was, like, down to do all of the weird schemes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, the show, it never really gets mean-spirited, I mean, I guess, Never. like, the, the fat jokes uh, on Uncle Phil's expense can be a little much sometimes, but... Oh, and yeah, and there's definitely, um, like, some of-the-time-period jokes that do not hold up anymore. No, no, yeah, but, of like, course. But, like, today, the, like, the main through line and the main ways the characters interact with each other, like, it's not, it's not mean, but it's also not unrealistic. Because, like, exactly. it's not sappy or, like, saccharine, it's like... These feel like people talking to each other. Like, it's exaggerated situations, but that's just a sitcom. Um, and it feels feels good. Like, yeah, it just they have the right that... amount of chemistry. Yeah, and just, like, trapped in that sitcom format, the show just feels, like, way ahead of its time. Because you think about, like, modern sitcoms that are, like, single camera uh, or multiple... I can't I forget the thing. It's multiple camera, and they drop the, um, they drop the laugh track, and... You know, things are way different now, but I feel like Fresh Prince was kind of, like, on the cusp of being something more than it was. Like, the writing could have kind of transcended that format, but, you know, network TV be like that. Yeah, like, it was prestige sitcom almost. Fresh Prince walked so Always Sunny could run is basically my thesis here. (laughs) Yeah, thank you for coming to our TED Talk. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I, so I think yeah. that about sums it up. Uh, for generalities? Of, yeah, yeah, ranted about why this show is so beloved and why we're taking up your time now to discuss The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. But uh, I think we can move on to yeah, talking about... Yeah, if you're about, still listening, um, we have an episode to talk about. We sure do. And if you missed it earlier or forgot, I understand. It's Season 6, Episode 8, Viva Lost Wages... An episode where Will and Carlton go to Vegas and, and hijinks <laughs> ensue. <laughs> yeah, that's the entire plot line. Like, what if Will Smith and uh, Carlton were just in Las Vegas? What would happen? Um, Nothing good. Is, yeah, there is a B plot, which I'm going to call a B minus plot, uh, where <laughs> the 
the ladies of the Banks household are just staying home and watching uh, chick flicks and eating cookies. Um, Although, to be fair to the B-minus plot, Jeffrey gets a real good bit in there. <laughs> oh, the part where, like, <laughs> they yeah, see the mouse. Yeah, they see a mouse, and, he, and they tell Jeffrey to get the mouse, and he says, which way did it go? And they tell him, and he's like, thank you, and goes the opposite <laughs> Yeah, and then just leaves, and that's it. <laughs> Because Uncle Phil has to go on, like, a business trip or something, and that's why he yeah. wasn't able to come with Will and Carlton. Um, how about all of the stock footage of Vegas? <laughs> yeah, there's, like, a two minutes of stock footage of the Vegas Strip while Will and Carlton are, like, vo- doing voiceover talking about it. <laughs> because it's very rare that that show has any uh, location shooting. It's almost all, like, studio sets, like... 99% of the time, and the few times that it did have location shooting just looks so weird. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm looking at the shots of Will and Carlton, uh, like, in the casino, and it's bizarre. Because yeah. they, they look like they've stepped off a TV set, and then you have the schmucks of 1990s Vegas <laughs> in the background. And it's like, those are people, but this is Alfonso Ribeiro, <laughs> and he looks great. Speaking this- of the studio sets... Do you remember the fourth wall break with the studio set? When they zoom out. Well, yeah, there's actually two really good fourth wall breaks with the fact that they're on a studio. But the the best one was when, I don't know, Carlton and Uncle Phil were like talking about something. And then Uncle Phil says, uh, my money makes money. We're rich. And and him and Carlton are just laughing about the fact that they're rich. And then Will sit on the couch (laughs) and he just goes, if we We so so rich. rich. And the camera hands up to the fucking studio lights yeah, like, why can't stage. we afford no ceiling <laughs> <laughs> and then the, there is the other bit where like carlton is like having a mental breakdown and he starts doing laps around all of the different sets right <laughs> like right. crying he just, go, he just goes back and forth was it when tom jones came to visit yeah yeah when tom <laughs> jones came to visit and like sang a song for carlton he just lost his mind <laughs> oh, I love this show so much. <laughs> yeah, all right, yeah. It, we're going to end up bringing up random bits, but uh That's but fine. yeah, so they're in Vegas. They're at the casino and Will is ready to start uh throwing fliff everywhere. Yeah, and not even counting it. Nope. Uh he's gambling at every game, throwing money around, and Carlton at every turn is like, "I will bet $1, please." Uh <laughs> thank you very much. Can I get change for a dollar? Um, while Will is like living it up, betting everything, like winning these crazy bets, and Carlton is putting pennies into a slot machine. <laughs> uh, we're one of the great sight gags in here, like Carlton uh, going to throw the craps dice and like shoots him across the room into a guy's drink. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Uh, yeah, because like Will is just going absolutely ape shit. Like he's having a great time. He's uh, everybody in the crowd is loving him because he's as usual just mugging the scene, just mm-hmm. screaming and <laughs> making Why an ass of himself. <laughs> yeah, and like Carlton tries to put money on black and red, but it comes up uh, green double zero, and it's just like, <laughs> well, yeah, because he's like. Because Will's like, you know that's just going to cancel your bet out, right? And then Carlton's like, yeah, exactly. I can't lose. (laughs) Yeah, unless. unless. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, Will gets a little in over his head. Like, he's he's talking about the run he had on the crafts table. And he's, like, like doing this whole monologue. (laughs) Oh, right. We can't. We can't forget about Carlton being so stoked to go to the fucking Hoover Dam. Oh, that was the whole thing. Like, he's talking about it before they leave. He has a book on it. He's like, we got to watch the sunset of the Hoover Dam because it starts out mauve. (laughs) Like, oh, my God. Yeah, so long story short, Will runs out of money. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Will runs out of money. It's like he spot a brother at twenty. <laughs> they go back to the room. Carlton confiscates Will's wallet, um, and says they're gonna go to bed early so they can see the sunrise of the Hoover Dam. Yeah, and uh, of course, Will wakes up. Um, has a dream about the Hoover Dam. Wakes up. Carlton's not there. Uh, goes down to the tables. Carlton has been gambling since Will went to bed. 
and yep. he he acts like a man possessed like he's sweaty <laughs> like he hasn't changed he like is freaking out like uh, I, you know what's funny though is that this isn't the first time that carlton's had gambling issues there was an episode where they got stuck at like some truck stop and there was a there was a slot machine right and right. carlton lost all of their money in the slot machine so this isn't even like an out of the blue character trait no, for him they actually up. they oh, actually shit. established this <laughs> i completely forgot that yeah um but Will gets down to the floor, and Carlton has gambled all of their money. He's pawned their plane tickets. Um, he's stolen uh, Will's ATM card and got his pin and took out like two hundred bucks and, and maxed like, out his credit cards. <laughs> maxed out his credit cards, and he's in the hole. Even though he won like a specific number at roulette, which I think is the highest payout you can get. Yes, right? he, he must. That, that, I mean, that's clearly the joke that he was yeah. so he was so red that jackpot couldn't get him out <laughs> no not a bit um and he really sells it like he's going around running for like the slot machines the tables everything's great and he's <laughs> like he's on like so much caffeine so much adrenaline it's performance is fantastic <laughs> and will this is one of the few times where he's not mugging the camera he's just like watching carlton like dance around the casinos like Phew. Yeah, so Will realizes that everything's gone bad. Mm -hmm. And he has to be the responsible one, which is Mm -hmm. always a fun switch up. Um, Then they go to the casino manager's office. (laughs) This this fucking... (laughs) Right, because Will thinks he's going to weasel his way out of this. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't realize this was Wayne Newton. Um, Oh. Yeah, Mr. Las Vegas. (laughs) I was like, wait, why are people clapping when this guy comes on screen oh because this is the man that has literally performed thirty thousand shows in las vegas and it's probably the we- most well-known las vegas show of all time well there you go <laughs> okay uh and will's like yeah we're we have a proposition for you we're so good at losing money that we think that you should pay us right because his his quote-unquote point was the fact that everybody was going absolutely nuts watching them lose money like all the people Mm -hmm. in the casino were loving it so he Mm -hmm. was trying to pitch to the guy that owns the casino that losing is actually more fun than winning and that Mm -hmm. he should pay them for them to lose at gambling so that other people will keep spending money at the casino (laughs) yeah and again will smith like uh, silver tongue devil like sells it like yeah. it's like yeah he's so charismatic in this it, incredible um and manager goes with it for a bit and then at the end is like no i'm going to uh call my guards in here and they will escort you off the premises <laughs> <laughs> um brings us again like every time there's footage of them walking in the casino it just looks like uh, I don't know how to describe it. Like someone is just on a pocket cam doing this, like a 1990s camcorder. Like everything just looks worse. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. I I, I don't know how to describe it. Like that part was clearly on a a back on the studio set. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. And then uh, they're trying to figure out a way, like how can we get money to get home? And they see a sign for a dance competition where the first prize is $1,000. Because Carlton doesn't want to let Will call Uncle Phil. Because Uncle Phil was, like, building up Carlton at the beginning of the episode. It's like, oh, you got to find yourself. you got to go into the desert uh, with your knife and, like, survive out there. And Carlton doesn't want to disappoint his dad. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's like, no, we can dance because I'm a dance machine. And... Yeah, okay, so mm-hmm. these two fucking bozos get out on this stage, and the outfits that they're wearing are insane. <laughs> yeah, I never noticed up until, like, re-watching this episode that Carlton's whole getup, which is, like, an 80s, like, uh, crop top, was c- his cut-up sweater from the earlier scenes. <laughs> 
Did you notice oh, yeah, that? They, I didn't, but that makes so much sense. They just had to make it. They just had to cut up their clothes. <laughs> yeah, he cut up his clothes. And they had no using... money to buy costumes, so they just had to... Oh my god, this show is fucking brilliant, dude. Yeah, and look at the leg warmers. Those are his sleeves from his sweater. Oh my god. I like, and his headband. Like, I don't know where Will got this shirt. It's probably the one he had on, but they're all cut up. They're doing crop tops. They're... Like, the famous dance, like, jump on it. Yeah. Um, Carlton's face sells it. He is the most serious that you've ever seen him. Um, <laughs> the bit where Will, like, throws Carlton across the room and you can clearly see it's a dummy. Because <laughs> it kind of just, like, falls flat. Yeah, like, it literally ragdolls, so. Yeah, it's just ragdolls. I'm, I'm watching the moment right now. It's like, but bleh. <laughs> Like, it's, the leg folds in on itself, and then Will just, like, revamps for a bit while Carlton, <laughs> dazed, gets up and stumbles back on stage. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, of course, because you only have 20 minutes to tell a story, um, they're back at the Bel Air Mansion. Like, they, they didn't win, but they got the, like, the third place prize, and it was enough to get home and, like... They're talking about it, and it's like, yeah, it was an experience. You made it out of the desert alive. Like, don't don't worry about it. Um, I think Will, during this episode, calls Carlton, like, a very odd little man at least three <laughs> times. Yeah. Because <laughs> Carlton says something. <laughs> because, no, they're in the casino, and Carlton was, like, talking about them going to, uh, go, again, talking about going to the fucking Hoover Dam. And Will mm. just, like, like like almost breaks for a second and just looks down at him and says, you are an odd little man. Yeah, <laughs> and, an and, odd and the man. shot just kind of lingers on it for a second. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's fucking weird. But then it comes full circle at the end and the whole family comes out and like, which is uh, Carlton. Cause the whole thing, it was Carlton's 21st birthday. So at the end they all come out and wish him a happy birthday. Yeah. And they got him a nice cake with all the candles uh, Nikki is there, the the devil child. Uh, <laughs> I do not like Nikki Banks at all. No, like, no, no, no. That was they, that was clearly some um, studio network exec. network meddling <laughs> for sure that made that happen. Yeah, Although the, I think it, part of cool. it was the part of it was the fact that um, the first woman that played Aunt Viv was actually pregnant when when they uh, filmed the scenes with her being pregnant. Yeah, so they had to follow up on that. She couldn't just, like, be pregnant and not be pregnant. And there's just, like, no no kid at all. And, and then you saw the network execs uh, dollar signs in front of their eyes. Kid character. Kid, kid character. Yeah. But Nikki's not really around for a while. But the episode ends. It's really funny. He bets Carlton that he can't blow out all of his candles. And then Carlton's like... You want you want in on this, Will? I got twenty that says I can. Yeah, yeah. And then the episode ends, and it's very funny and wholesome. Yeah. Um, God, like Fresh Prince. Yeah. Uh, if you ha- somehow have not watched the Fresh Prince Bel Bel Air yet, I highly Bel-Air. encourage you. The the, f- or you can go on YouTube and look up the Fresh Prince of Blair. <laughs> And uh, I just don't, don't t- know what that is. Google just whoever listens to this YouTube Jack, just look that up on YouTube and don't the, say I don't do nothing for you. The fish pints <laughs> of Blair. Why does that <laughs> autocomplete? <laughs> Again, what? never, never say I don't do nothing for you. This is real. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> Just, uh, yeah. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to lose my mind if I keep this tab open. (laughs) Just watch that that on your own time, Jack, just uh, for your own good. (laughs) Okay. All right. Okay. So now that we got episode in the can, we can talk a little bit more. Like, Andy, what is your favorite episode of... Uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I almost said, "What a beautiful podcast!" <laughs> and your the, answer would have been, "Not this one." <laughs> I have to, um, I have to look up what the hell the name of the episode was. Uh, yeah, it was uh, "Cased Up," uh, season two, episode nine. 
is my all-time favorite episode of this show. It featured uh, Malcolm Jamal Warner, who played yeah. Theo on The Cosby Show as a guest mm-hmm. star. And the episode basically revolves around uh, Will and Jazz buying this, like, dumpy low-rider car. And mm-hmm. then Uncle Phil loses his shit because he doesn't have insurance for it. And then Will's like, what do you mean I need insurance? I'm just, And then he's like, I'm just going to drive it anyway. And he ends up crashing into Theo's fucking car. <laughs> oh, this and, is the same episode where uh, Jazz gets thrown out, but uh, he was already outside. Yeah, that's that That's that episode, yep. <laughs> and oh, and so, so Theo, I can't remember what the hell he was actually called in the show, but yeah, he's, he's like Dayton Hillary Eric. or something. Eric, yeah. So he's like Dayton Hillary or something. And then Will hits his car, and then, since he doesn't have insurance, uh, Theo, uh, Eric, takes uh, Jazz and Will to court. Because he's also a lawyer who's worked with Uncle Phil in the Mm. past. So he takes Will and Jazz to court. And, man, (laughs) it's just just an all-time classic. Love that one. How about you, Jack? What's your favorite episode? (sighs) Favorite episode? Like, I'm trying not to think of, like, all the heavy ones. Like, because I I swear to God, I must have seen the one where Will and Carlton, like, are thrown in jail, like, half a dozen times while I was yeah, watching that one, as a kid. Because that, that one's one real, real shit, that one right there. Yeah, it's like, oh, man. Because, like, you try to think of the lighter Fresh Prince episodes and, like, the, the Viva Las Wages one was definitely the one that, like, bubbled up in my head when I was thinking of, like episodes i wanted to present as the first in the in our uh, pivot mm-hmm. but the the one where hillary is doing the the playboy thing was really funny and stupid <laughs> so i think it might be that one let me see if i can find that one um, yeah that one that one's real good and that also has some offset offset shooting at the playboy mansion <laughs> oh yeah uh oh it's literally called uh what is what is this what is it called fuck is it called fresh prince after dark yes that is what it's called (laughs) oh yep it sure is and hugh hefner is here Uh wow this is this is out of time (laughs) oh the episode oh my god the episode before this was blood is thicker than mud oh no (laughs) what was that one that was a really heavy one um that was the uh one where the one frat uh guy called out carlton for forgetting where he came from um, oh and carlton yeah. like basically dresses him down about like uh being accused of not being black enough like right was, i remember that real. one yeah <laughs> and then it's fresh prince after dark where it's the playboy mansion but that's okay. that's the great thing about this show is like it can do that it yeah t- like, it is still, at the end of the day, like, they're talking about, like, making some kind of reboot that's, like, a like a drama version of this story. And, like, it does sound kind of ridiculous to do that on the surface. But mm-hmm. if you take out the funny bits, this is still, like, a like a good story. Like, a good concept for a story that could be yeah. in any kind of genre, honestly. Like, you could make a drama out of that setup about Will leaving, like, you know, a kid getting shipped out from West Philadelphia, living with his rich family. Like, you can make something out of that. It doesn't have to be a comedy. It just, this just happened to be a comedy. But I think that's a real strong setup for a story. Mm-hmm. And the original show does a whole lot of episodes that are, like, take that concept to the, you know, to the extreme. Like, examining, you know, Carlton being this, like, he was raised on money, so all he thinks about is money, and they look at that, and they look about how Will changes. Like the episode, the the, the one great kind of heavy episode is when Will goes back to goes back to Philly oh, to yeah. to get in a fight with, and I quote, "the dude that be spinning me over his head in the opening credits." Yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> spinning. <laughs> And when he finally confronts the guy... Philadelphia story, by the way. Yeah, and when he finally confronts the guy that be spinning him over his head in the opening credits, turns out that he's uh, spent his whole life trying to improve himself and give back to his community and not be like that anymore. But Will never got over that moment because it changed his whole life, and so all he wants is to get revenge on the guy, and the guy refuses to get involved with him. Damn. Yeah. Oh, this was supposed to be the series finale. 
The Philadelphia Story was the last episode of season four and was the original finale of the whole thing, but NBC renewed it. Oh, right, because the episode ends on a cliffhanger where it says, uh, or Will calls Uncle Phil and tells him that he's not coming back to Bel Air, and then it ends on a title card that says, The Fresh Prince of Philadelphia, question <laughs> mark. <laughs> and then in the in the season, the season premiere of the next season, he it mm. starts out with him working a job at some cheesecake spot in Philly, and then an NBC exec rolls up with a van and tells him and throws him into the car to drive like an N- NBC exec in character on the show throws him into a van and right. drives him back to Bel Air. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, Will is kidnapped by NBC executives who remind him that the show is called The Fresh Prince of Bel Air, not The Fresh Prince of Philadelphia, and they take him back to Bel Air. Jazz is the only character who mentions Will's vacation from Philadelphia in the episode. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> oh, man. This, so, like, what other show does this? I don't know. I can't think of any other show that feels like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. It's, uh, it's just kind of genu- genuinely one of a kind, really. Yeah, no other sitcom, like, from the 90s or even, like, until pretty recently felt like as living and breathing as fresh prince like the the cast like evolved with each other like the episodes were could do the whole range from like funny and fluff to like super serious and it didn't feel like whiplash it was and also yeah also the fact that modern sitcoms they've kind of um moved on from that old that old uh sitcom format but Fresh mm. Prince is like most of its time is spent subverting that format to the yeah. point where it just kind of starts feeling like a fever dream sometimes. So like even compared to like newer sitcoms that are like I guess you could say more artful these days, uh, they, they they're great. But like Fresh Prince still is like one of a kind because of that. It's almost like a deconstruction of old sitcoms. Not to get pretentious, but it does feel yeah, like sure, that. Sure, sure. It feels like that sometimes. And it still feels like that today. Like, yeah, they were trying out new things like and the new things right now just feel like, oh, yeah, this could have aired yesterday. Yeah. And it was, you know, at the time, just I think about the fact that this this show centering centering itself around like a wealthy black family in a time where like a lot of the other representation on sitcoms were like fucking and like family matters where it was like this like mushy like Cosby. Yeah, it's like all this stuff where it's like father knows best bull crap. Whereas Fresh Prince of Bel Air spends a lot of time like focusing on the characters and their identities and how that relates to them in their lives and Mm -hmm. how you know, like Uncle Phil, like he's wealthy, but it goes back on through his past and the things he did and it also informs how Will struggles with how he came he came from poverty and now he's living in fucking Bel Air. And like, it does a lot of stuff with that. that like other shows wouldn't touch that stuff because they were just trying to keep it wholesome mm-hmm. for but what? Yeah. And then you get this show that like has an edge. doesn't go. It's not like edgy, but it has an edge as much as you could for the time period. And it does a lot with it. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, I think it's earned its place as kind of a pop culture icon in a big way. Absolutely. And I really hope this story about there being a dark and gritty reboot uh, falls flat on its face and (laughs) is buried and is never spoken of again. Because if you make the Fresh Prince dark and gritty through and through, you've lost the point. You've completely lost the point. Yeah. Like I said, I do think it's possible to make kind of a drama adaptation of Fresh Prince, but it still needs to have like some kind of levity to it because it's inherently a little goofy like yeah, it's silly yeah like you were talking about uncle phil and it's like the one episode where it's revealed he's like was a pool shark at one point in his life yeah. <laughs> where he like out hustles a hustler that took yeah, will money. gets himself in trouble and then uncle phil shows up with his custom uh, pool cue and it's yeah. just like no let me show you child <laughs> and the fact that uncle phil was raised on a farm and his what was what's his what's his name Zeke? Yeah, his real name is Zeke. He changed Wait, really? his name. Yeah, <laughs> he changed his name to Phil. <laughs> oh yeah, Zeke by his parents. 
Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uncle Phil. Rest in peace. Yeah. Yeah, James Avery. What a what a guy. He watching him on TV when I was a kid, I really like even though I didn't really understand, like, when you're that young, you don't really understand people that are parents. But, like, even back then, I thought there was something good about him. And watching it today, he really portrayed, like, a very realistic yet still kind of over-the-top, like, TV dad. And you just didn't mm-hmm. see that back then. So, no. like, he was just the best. Yeah. And, like, could wish, wish him wish him the world. Like, yep. dude did a lot. Um, and we did a lot today. Yeah, so on that note, Jack, um, why don't we, uh, just for a few minutes before we close this out, why don't we, why don't we peel peel the bit back? and? Uh, oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah, so, let's, peel, let's peel the bit back. So I hope you guys enjoyed this. We, we did this just for fun. We were, think, we were talking about, like, the hell are we going to do for episode 200 of this thing? Yeah, we cannot we do know. fan fiction again. I do not have it in my yeah, heart. Yeah, no, I don't want to do, <laughs> do any more fan fiction. And we also just, like, trying to celebrate. and Like, I don't know. I, I don't know what you do. I don't know what you do. I'm not a professional. We've been doing this for years now, and we still don't know shit. We don't no, know we anything. We don't know shit about dick. Like, we, yeah, exactly. The fact that our numbers have remained, like, fairly consistent throughout all of this is, quite frankly, insane. Yeah, like I don't there understand is, it. There is no reason that anyone should listen to this, um, like, at at all. <laughs> yeah. So in case for some reason you took our dumbasses seriously, no, this is not going to be a Fresh Prince of Bel Air podcast going forward. We will be back with more Dragon Ball and more JoJo or JoJo and Dragon Ball in that order yeah, next Dragon time. Joge. Dragon Joe Joe Ball Joe Ball Joe Ball. This is what a beautiful podcast, the only uh, show on the internet about Joge Ball. <laughs> so yeah, this show is dumb. We thought we'd do something really dumb to celebrate 200 episodes. So thank you for listening. If you've been with us, and or if you're just starting out, I hope this wasn't your first step. I mean, I feel like we say that about every episode. Like, if this is your first episode... Every episode is someone's first episode, my dude. And we always say, if this is your first episode, I'm sorry. Every time. <laughs> There's a theme here. Um, if this was your first episode and you haven't uh, clicked out already, uh, there'll be something for you next episode. God for forbid sure. we get to 300. <laughs> I I think I don't know what we do with three hundred other than I don't Die. know like it, film an episode while skydiving. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> it's the first live action podcast. <laughs> it's a motion comic. Oh my god! Well, we're gonna have more fun stuff coming up in the future. Uh, I'm looking forward to when we get through the end of Steel Ball Run and try to figure out what the hell we do next. I have a big idea for that, but it's going to take some work. And we talked about this, Jack, but I have a big idea for what we do following Steel Ball Run. But I'm also not looking forward to Steel Ball Run ending because I'm enjoying the shit out of it and uh, revisiting it in this format with Jack here. Reading the colored scans has been a really amazing experience. That shit is so good. (laughs) Wouldn't trade it for anything. Yep. Like, and we still have most of a year uh, worth of episodes to do, unless we, like, there might just be an episode coming up where we, like, uh, get a big pot of coffee and, like, do Love Train. Because... <laughs> Can you imagine if we just did a four-hour-long episode on Love Train? <sighs> oh, my God. It almost makes me wish we were monetized. <laughs> For, like, the two people that would listen to the whole thing, man, we would get, we would get single dollars. <laughs> Although I feel like I'm going to need to hire, like, an astrophysicist to fucking um, consult on D4C. <laughs> like, All right. No, it's going to be that scene from Always Sunny with Charlie and the uh, the pegboard. <laughs> can we talk about the stands, please? Come on, Mac. Can we talk about the stands? <laughs> I've been dying to talk about the stands. And you yeah. know what I found out, Mac? There is no Johnny Joe Star in Philadelphia. <laughs> None of these people are real. <laughs> Charlie, not only are all the people you just mentioned real, but they are all getting shot in multiple dimensions and everybody is dead. And we just got fired. 
<laughs> I'm so glad you had that in your hat. I'm I, so I, I, uh, yeah. I mean, I think about that scene from Always Sunny maybe once a day. Like, that's maybe one of the best bits ever. <laughs> I need to rewatch it after this. <laughs> yeah, D4C, let's, let's actually look at what chapters we got going on. Because we might have to, um... Yeah, I imagine feed we'll the probably... birds and like do two, uh, two chapters next week of Steel Ball to make up for whatever the fuck this was. Yeah, I mean, Dragon Ball is always there as a fun thing we do, but we could always put that on hold if we feel like we, we need to burn burn rubber on some Joe stuff. It, it's not going anywhere. No, uh, we got. I'll say it. Next episode, we got both sides now. Part two, uh, which is a Lucy Steel backstory chapter. Oh, uh, maybe we will need to do two chapters next week <laughs> oh oh god oh this is gonna get rough this is gonna get this is when you see valentine's back and how uh, oh, you realize my. that um iraqi doesn't have subtlety sometimes <laughs> iraqi looks at people who write with subtext and says fuck that fuck, fuck that shit <laughs> it's like oh Oh, Jesus. Why'd you have to draw a titty, Iraqi? Why'd you have to draw a titty? 14-year-old titty. Yeah. Um, It'd be like that sometimes. (laughs) It'd be like that sometimes on this bitch of an earth. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it's just Valentine and Lucy chapters. So, Jesus Christ, this is a 53-pager. Yeah, we might do both of these, just to see. Yeah, it's fine. I, I we'll, we'll we'll do whatever we feel like we need to do. Because I, I feel like you know we're the, the Steel Ball Run is obviously the main attraction, but I, me and Jack just love doing Dragon Ball. So yeah, it's fun and silly, and it doesn't like doesn't matter too much. And I'm gonna put this picture of a, a page from Steel Ball Run and look make you look at it, Andy. Um, there it is. Oh <laughs> no, dude, no. <laughs> No, dude! What the fuck? <laughs> this is so much more fucked up in color. No, dude! I hate this. <laughs> well, you guys have a lot to look forward to next time if you're reading along with us, because this... This. This is some shit, my guy. This sucks. <laughs> yeah, we, we'll we get there next week. Um <laughs> But this thank you, has everybody. Been, yeah, this has been one hell of a journey so far. Uh, when, like, I feel like we've also said this a hundred times. But when me and Jack were sitting drunk at my parents' pool and decided to start doing this, I, I didn't. I mean, how could any either of us have thought we would be doing it so many years later? And so much has changed. Since and at we the same time, this. so little has changed. <laughs> right? It's bizarre. Uh, put one in the put, jar. Put one in the fucking jar. <laughs> put one cunt. in the fucking jar. <laughs> oh. Uh, okay. All right. I think uh, we can wax on this forever, but I think that's that's more than enough. I hope you enjoyed this weird diversion. If you didn't, then just tell us to go fuck ourselves. I don't know. That's what the comments are for in the reviews. So you you could do those on iTunes and on SoundCloud. That's where you can find us. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a little comment box, and you can also uh, leave us a review on iTunes. We're also on uh, Google Podcasts, which I don't even know if that has reviews. But I don't know if Google Podcasts is still around. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's any, be like, who's using Google Podcasts? Like, Especially Google... when you can use Spotify, and like, I feel like everybody uses Spotify nowadays. Oh, it looks like Google Podcasts is still around. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, you could also just grab the RSS feed and throw it into whatever app you just, like. Yeah, just do that. That's the easiest fucking thing. Yeah, just, uh, uh, you know, but Spotify is also convenient. But we're on Spotify. We're on, our, you know, we got the RSS feed from SoundCloud. Uh, what the hell else are we on? Is that everything? Yeah, we're on probably any podcast app of choice. Just just go there, like us, And if we're subscribe. not, tell us. Yeah, yeah. If you want us to be somewhere that we're not, just tell us and Jack yeah, will crazy. sort it out. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. <laughs> whatever who cares all right guys that was episode 200 of this fucking show thank you for joining us we will see you next time bye it's not unusual to be loved by anyone it's not unusual to have fun with anyone but when
see you hanging about with anyone. It's not unusual to see me cry.